Chapter 7, Part 1 of Glimpses of Unfamiliar Japan, First Series by Lafcadio Hearn. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 7 The Chief City of the Province of the Gods. Section 1 The first of the noises of a Matsue day comes to the sleeper like the throbbing of a slow enormous pulse exactly under his ear it is a great soft dull buffet of sound like a heartbeat in its regularity in its muffled depth in the way it quakes up through one's pillow so as to be felt rather than heard it is simply the pounding of the ponderous pestle of the kometsuki the cleaner of rice a sort of colossal wooden mallet with a handle about fifteen feet long horizontally balanced on a pivot by treading with all his force on the end of the handle the naked kometsuki elevates the pestle which is then allowed to fall back by its own weight into the rice-tub the measured muffled echoing of its fall seems to me the most pathetic of all sounds of japanese life it is the beating indeed of the pulse of the land then the boom of the great bell of tokoji the zenshu temple shakes over the town then come melancholy echoes of drumming from the tiny little temple of jizo in the street zaimokcho near my house signalling the buddhist hour of morning prayer and finally the cries of the earliest itinerant vendors begin Daikoyai! kabuya kabu the sellers of daikon and other strange vegetables moyaya moya the plaintive call of the women who sell little thin slips of kindling wood for the lighting of charcoal fires section two roused thus by these earliest sounds of the city's wakening life i slide open my little japanese paper window to look out upon the morning over a soft green cloud of spring foliage rising from the river-bounded garden below before me tremulously mirroring everything upon its farther side glimmers the broad glassy mouth of the ohashigawa opening into the grand shinji lake which spreads out broadly to the right in a dim grey frame of peaks just opposite to me across the stream the blue pointed japanese dwellings have their to note thick solid sliding shutters of unpainted wood which in japanese houses serve both as shutters and doors End of note. all closed they are still shut up like boxes for it is not yet sunrise although it is day but oh the charm of the vision those first ghostly love colours of a morning steeped in mist soft as sleep itself resolved into a visible exhalation long reaches of faintly tinted vapour cloud the far lake verge long nebulous bands such as you may have seen in old japanese picture-books and must have deemed only artistic whimsicalities unless you had previously looked upon the real phenomena all the bases of the mountains are veiled by them and they stretch athwart the loftier peaks at different heights 
like immeasurable lengths of gauze this singular appearance the japanese term shelving note tanabiku end of note so that the lake appears incomparably larger than it really is and is not an actual lake but a beautiful spectral sea of the same tint as the dawn sky and mixing with it while peak tips rise like islands from the broom and visionary strips of hill ranges figure as league-long causeways stretching out of sight an exquisite chaos ever-changing aspect as the delicate fogs rise slowly very slowly as the sun's yellow rim comes into sight fine thin lines of warmer tone spectral violets and opalines shoot across the flood treetops take tender fire and the unpainted facades of high edifices across the water change their wood colour to vapoury gold through the delicious haze looking sunward up the long ohashigawa beyond the many-pillared wooden bridge one high-pooped junk just hoisting sail seems to me the most fantastically beautiful craft i ever saw a dream of orient seas so idealized by the vapour is it the ghost of a junk but a ghost that catches the light as clouds do a shape of gold mist seemingly semi-diaphanous and suspended in pale blue light section three and now from the river front touching my garden there rises to me a sound of clapping of hand one two three four claps but the owner of the hands is screened from view by the shrubbery at the same time however i see men and women descending the stone steps of the wharves on the opposite side of the ohashigawa all with the little blue towels tucked into their girdles they wash their faces and hands and rinse their mouths the customary ablution preliminary to shinto prayer then they turn their faces to the sunrise and clap their hands four times and pray from the long high white bridge come other clappings like echoes and others again from far light graceful craft curved like new moons extraordinary boats in which i see bare-limbed fishermen standing with foreheads bowed to the golden east now the clappings multiply multiply at last into an almost continuous volleying of sharp sounds for all the population are saluting the rising sun ohisan the lady of fire amaterasu o mikami the lady of the great light note amaterasu oho mikami literally signifies the heaven shining great august divinity see professor chamberlain's translation of the kojiki end of note konnichi sama hail this day to thee divinest day maker thanks unutterable unto thee for this thy sweet light making beautiful the world so doubtless the thought if not the utterance of countless hearts some turn to the sun only clapping their hands yet many turn also to the west to holy kitsuki 
the immemorial shrine and not a few turn their faces successively to all the points of heaven murmuring the names of a hundred gods and others again after having saluted the lady of fire look toward high ichibata toward the place of the great temple of yakushi nyorai who giveth sight to the blind not clapping their hands as in shinto worship but only rubbing the palms softly together after the buddhist manner but all for in this most antique province of japan all buddhists are shintoists likewise utter the archaic words of shinto prayer harai tamai kiyome tamai to kami imitami prayer to the most ancient gods who reigned before the coming of the buddha and who still reign here in their own izumo land in the land of reed plains in the place of the issuing of clouds prayer to the deities of primal chaos and primeval sea and of the beginnings of the world strange gods with long weird names kindred of uhiji ni no kami the first mud lord kindred of suhiji ni no kani the first sand lady prayer to those who came after them the gods of strength and beauty the world fashioners makers of the mountains and the isles ancestors of those sovereigns whose lineage still is named the sun's succession prayer to the three thousand gods residing within the provinces and to the eight hundred myriads who dwell in the azure takamanohara in the blue plain of high heaven nippon kokuchu yao yorozu no kami gamisama section four ho kekyo my uguisu is awake at last and utters his morning prayer you do not know what an uguisu is an uguisu is a holy little bird that professes buddhism all uguisu have professed buddhism from time immemorial all uguisu preach alike to men the excellence of the divine sutra ho kekyo in the japanese tongue ho kekyo in sanskrit sadharma pundarika the sutra of the lotus of the good law the divine book of the nichiren sect very brief indeed is my little feathered buddhist's confession of faith only the sacred name reiterated over and over again like a litany with liquid bursts of twittering between ho kekyo only this one phrase but how deliciously he utters it with what slow amorous ecstasy he dwells upon its golden syllables it hath been written he who shall keep read teach or write this sutra shall obtain eight hundred good qualities of the eye he shall see the whole triple universe down to the great hell aviki and up to the extremity of existence he shall obtain twelve hundred good qualities of the ear he shall hear all sounds in the triple universe sounds of gods goblins demons and beings not human oh kekyo a single word only but it is also written he who shall joyfully accept but a single word from this sutra incalculably greater shall be his merit than the merit of one who should supply all beings 
in the four hundred thousand asankeyas of worlds with all the necessaries for happiness oh kekyo always he makes a reverent little pause after uttering it and before shrilling out his ecstatic warble his bird hymn of praise first the warble then a pause of about five seconds then a slow sweet solemn utterance of the holy name in a tone as of meditative wonder then another pause then another wild rich passionate warble could you see him you would marvel how so powerful and penetrating a soprano could ripple from so minute a throat for he is one of the very tiniest of all feathered singers yet his chant can be heard far across the broad river and children going to school pause daily on the bridge a whole chaw away to listen to his song and uncomely withal a neutral tinted mite almost lost in his immense box-cage of hinoki wood darkened with paper screens over its little wire-grated windows for he loves the gloom delicate he is and exacting even to tyranny all his diet must be laboriously titurated and weighed in scales and measured out to him at precisely the same hour each day it demands all possible care and attention merely to keep him alive he is precious nevertheless far and from the uttermost coasts is the price of him so rare he is indeed i could not have afforded to buy him he was sent to me by one of the sweetest ladies in japan daughter of the governor of izumo who thinking the foreign teacher might feel lonesome during a brief illness made him the exquisite gift of this dainty creature section five the clapping of hands has ceased the toil of the day begins continually louder and louder the pattering of geta over the bridge it is a sound never to be forgotten this pattering of geta over the ohashi rapid merry musical like the sound of an enormous dance and the dance it veritably is the whole population is moving on tiptoe and the multitudinous twinkling of feet over the verge of the sunlit roadway is an astonishment all those feet are small symmetrical light as the feet of figures painted on greek vases and the step is always taken toes first indeed with geta it could be taken no other way for the heel touches neither the geta nor the ground and the foot is tilted forward by the wedge-shaped wooden sole merely to stand upon a pair of geta is difficult for one unaccustomed to their use yet you see japanese children running at full speed in geta with soles at least three inches high held to the foot only by a forestrap fastened between the great toe and the other toes and they never trip and the geta never falls off still more curious is the spectacle of men walking in bokuri or takageta a wooden sole with wooden supports at least five inches high fitted underneath it so as to make the whole structure seem the lacquered model of a wooden bench but the wearers stride as freely as if they had nothing upon their feet now children begin to appear hurrying to school the undulation of the wide sleeves 
of their pretty speckled robes as they run looks precisely like a fluttering of extraordinary butterflies the junks spread their great white or yellow wings and the funnels of the little streamers which have been slumbering all night by the wharves begin to smoke one of the tiny lake streamers lying at the opposite wharf has just opened its steam throat to utter the most unimaginable piercing desperate furious howl when that cry is heard everybody laughs the other little steamboats utter only plaintive mooings but unto this particular vessel newly built and launched by a rival company there has been given a voice expressive to the most amazing degree of reckless hostility and savage defiance the good people of matsue upon hearing its voice for the first time gave it forthwith a new and just name okami maru maru signifies a steamship okami signifies a wolf section six a very curious little object now comes slowly floating down the river and i do not think that you could possibly guess what it is the hotoke or buddhas and the beneficent kami are not the only divinities worshipped by the japanese of the poorer classes the deities of evil or at least some of them are duly propitiated upon certain occasions and requited by offerings whenever they graciously vouchsafe to inflict a temporary ill instead of an irremediable misfortune Note, the gods who do harm are to be appeased so that they may not punish those who have offended them such are the words of the great shinto teacher hirata as translated by mr sato in his article the revival of pure shinto End of note. after all this is no more irrational than the thanksgiving prayer at the close of the hurricane season in the west indies after the destruction by storm of twenty-two thousand lives so men sometimes pray to ekibi ogami the god of pestilence and to kaze no kami the god of wind and of bad colds and to hoso no kami the god of smallpox and to divers evil genii now when a person is certainly going to get well of smallpox a feast is given to the hoso no kami much as a feast is given to the fox god when a possessing fox has promised to allow himself to be cast out upon a sandowara or a small straw mat such as is used to close the end of a rice bale one or more kawarake or small earthenware vessels are placed these are filled with a preparation of rice and red beans called azuki meshi whereof both inari sama and hoso no kami are supposed to be very fond little bamboo wands with gohei paper cuttings fastened to them are then planted either in the mash or in the atsuki meshi and the colour of these gohei must be red be it observed that the gohei of other kami are always white this offering is then either suspended to a tree or set afloat in some running stream at a considerable distance from the home of the convalescent this is called seeing the god off section seven the long white bridge with its pillars of iron is recognizably modern it was in fact 
opened to the public only last spring with great ceremony according to some most ancient custom when a new bridge has been built the first persons to pass over it must be the happiest of the community so the authorities of matsue sought for the happiest folk and selected two aged men who had both been married for more than half a century and who had had not less than twelve children and had never lost any of them these good patriarchs first crossed the bridge accompanied by their venerable wives and followed by their grown-up children grandchildren and great-grandchildren amidst a great clamour of rejoicing the showering of fireworks and the firing of cannon but the ancient bridge so recently replaced by this structure was much more picturesque curving across the flood and supported upon multitudinous feet like a long-legged centipede of the innocuous kind for three hundred years it had stood over the stream firmly and well and it had its particular tradition when horio yoshiharu the great general who became daimyo of izumo in the keicho era first undertook to put a bridge over the mouth of this river the builders laboured in vain for there appeared to be no solid bottom for the pillars of the bridge to rest upon millions of great stones were cast into the river to no purpose for the work constructed by day was swept away or swallowed up by night nevertheless at last the bridge was built but the pillars began to sink soon after it was finished then a flood carried half of it away and as often as it was repaired so often it was wrecked then a human sacrifice was made to appease the vexed spirits of the flood a man was buried alive in the river-bed below the place of the middle pillar where the current is most treacherous and thereafter the bridge remained immovable for three hundred years the victim was one gensuke who had lived in the street saikamachi for it had been determined that the first man who should cross the bridge wearing hakama without a machi note machi a stiff piece of pasteboard or other material sewn into the waist of the hakama at the back so as to keep the folds of the garment perpendicular and neat looking End of note. should be put under the bridge and gensuke sought to pass over not having a machi in his hakama so they sacrificed him wherefore the midmost pillar of the bridge was for three hundred years called by his name gensuke bashira it is averred that upon moonless nights a ghostly fire flitted about that pillar always in the dead watch hour between two and three and the color of the light was red though i am assured that in japan as in other lands the fires of the dead are most often blue section eight now some say that gensuke was not the name of a man but the name of an era corrupted by local dialect into the semblance of a personal appellation yet so profoundly is the legend believed that when the new bridge was being built thousands of country folk were afraid to come to town for a rumour arose that a new victim was needed who was to be chosen from among them 
and that it had been determined to make the choice from those who still wore their hair in queues after the ancient manner wherefore hundreds of aged men cut off their queues then another rumour was circulated to the effect that the police had been secretly instructed to seize the one thousandth person of those who crossed the new bridge the first day and to treat him after the manner of genske and at the time of the great festival of the rice god when the city is usually thronged by farmers coming to worship at the many shrines of inari this year there came but few and the loss to local commerce was estimated at several thousand yen the vapours have vanished sharply revealing a beautiful little islet in the lake lying scarcely half a mile away a low narrow strip of land with a shinto shrine upon it shadowed by giant pines not pines like ours but huge gnarled shaggy tortuous shapes vast reaching like ancient oaks through a glass one can easily discern a torii and before it two symbolic lions of stone karashishi one with its head broken off doubtless by its having been overturned and dashed about by the heavy waves during some great storm this islet is sacred to benten the goddess of eloquence and beauty wherefore it is called benten no shima but it is more commonly called yomegashima or the island of the young wife by reason of a legend it is said that it arose in one night noiselessly as a dream bearing up from the depths of the lake the body of a drowned woman who had been very lovely very pious and very unhappy the people deeming this a sign from heaven consecrated the islet to benten and thereon built a shrine unto her planted trees about it set a torii before it and made a rampart about it with great curiously shaped stones and there they buried the drowned woman now the sky is blue down to the horizon the air is a caress of spring i go forth to wander through the queer old city end of chapter seven part one